Hello, we're back for our National League Central Division Preview. Um, we've already done four other divisions, so um, listen to those if, if you want to hear about those teams. Um, but yeah, Sam, so uh, who are we going to start with? Uh, I guess the Pirates. It's a very strong division, but they're, they're probably the worst, aren't they? Yeah, and that's the way we do it. Start the worst, but try not and talk. Talk about ten minutes. Talk for ten minutes about them this time. Um, yeah. So the pirates. What is there to say? Not much. I mean, they did the sort of small market. Made a well the badly run small market in my opinion. Made yeah. the big trade last season and then had a quiet winter along the you know we're our payroll max sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, they're frustrating because they they still have a lot of talent on their roster like it's not unreasonable that they could actually like massive like i don't well i don't think it'd be a huge overachievement for them to get a wild card spot say yeah they've got a couple of decent prospects haven't they we're having a stupid farm but um what's his name this isn't a good start what is his name to have a clue okay you know, you know what i mean no they're, they're pitching prospect the number one prospect is a pitcher He's actually highly rated. Mitch Keller. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So they've got like him and um, Travis Swaggerty, the greatest yeah. name in the history of Major League Baseball. And there's a lot of competition. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the, the roster, and they've got like Stalin Marte is good, Corey Dickerson is good, um, and they've got Kang coming back. He's probably going to play third. Oh yeah, did, did you see actually? That was I think that was announced. Like yesterday, maybe late yesterday, um, because of the time difference. The uh, the manager said that he is the everyday third baseman. Oh right, that's interesting. And then they've also got um, the inconsistent Polanco and Josh Bell. Who Josh Bell didn't have a great yeah, year Josh last Bell year. Josh Bell was not good last year, was he? But he had a good rookie year. And I suppose there's there's sort of like the hope there. There's plenty um, of upside. It's just they've, yeah, like you say, for, for a small market team, that Chris Archer trade, I don't think made much sense. I think no. with, with Chris Archer is is the thing of, it's the whole um, the like advanced metrics and stuff is really good, isn't it? Well, not that advanced. FIP is quite advanced, but not not like Stackhouse stuff. But yeah, um, he's like really good FIP, isn't he? Because he he's got a high strikeout rate and stuff. But he's basically just been like a, like a completely average, like uh, starting pitcher for like what, three well, years, isn't he? It's the thing happens with fit particularly, isn't it? Is if you if you massively underachieve it, it uh, initially it's oh well you know that was unlucky or he, he should get somewhere close to that, but he's consistently underachieved it. Yeah, that's probably just like. But that's yeah, just who, but, who he is. And, his, and, his and then they gave accurate. up Glasno, who was well, was meant to be like a big prospect for them. And Meadows, bad. Yeah, well, both of them. I I think that was an. I actually, I quite like Chris Archer, and he's fun to watch, even if his numbers yeah. aren't brilliant. But that was a nasty trade, and the sort of it, trade it small market teams can't make. Them. Yeah, and they, like they weren't. What was it? Didn't they? They had like a sniff of a wild card or something. I don't think ended up actually getting that close to it. That was what it was. Yeah. I think it was sort of like, yeah, we're going to go for it right now. 
because they had a slight chance of wild card because they actually had like I think they overperformed what a lot of people expected last year. Yeah. Um, like Savelli didn't Savelli have like a really ridiculous run? Yeah, um, I would say there's a good chance that Chris Archer is traded again before his contract is up. Yeah. He he has with two very favourable team options. He has nineteen, twenty, and twenty one left. But, I think he probably goes again. The, the um, one thing um, about the Pirates, though, is they they just seem like and they're just one of those teams. I think that just doesn't. They're just everyone who pitches for them seems to not be great, even if they're actually good pitches. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, and when that does become a trend, and then you start, you know, it's not just I mean, that yeah, guy I wasn't think, good. I think it, that, that I think that's where you see um, how big coaching is and stuff. Although coaching, coaching is like well, like the like the Orioles have always been uh, their pitch has always been absolutely terrible. Even guys that were meant to be good and then have left and been good, yeah. like Wade uh, Miley and um, well, Gals Jay Carrietta only left. Yeah, Jay Carrietta and um, obviously the biggest one there really, where he was like not a major league player with the Orioles and then had one of the great seasons. And the Pirates aren't quite the same. Aren't quite like the same like different as that but like I suppose well I'm thinking about Jerry Cole yeah he's the big one but like, like he, James, he, Jameson was Tyron was good though his, yeah he is good but he, he was he was a highly rated prospect but yeah I mean they, they do end up with some pitches being good but they, there's also been a couple of cases now where they've had guys that have left and they've been a lot better even well, like Glass- Jerry Cole was like okay Glasnow looks like he could fall into yeah. that category doesn't he they've got a really good bullpen um, which is is fun, um, but I yeah. I don't know I I'm just not a massive fan of those sort of those sort of moves for a team that's not going to spend to back it up. Yeah, they're they're not they're not a contender are they at all? But they they they're in like one of these weird positions, not going to be that bad. Well, they're also not going to rebuild because they have young players and yeah. guys under control. So they're basically just and it seems like this is where the Pirates live around five hundred. Yeah, I, I reckon I get. I reckon there's a good chance they're the best fifth place team in baseball. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see them. I could see them uh, winning most of their games against the non-contenders, like everywhere else. Yeah, like most American League teams. Yeah, well, and like the National League West, like they could easily beat the Padres, Diamondbacks, and Giants convincingly in all of their yeah, games. Well, yeah, it depends, like what what those teams do. As we talked about our National League West, like how their seasons go, whether they are contenders or not, because it's like a lot of yeah, uncertainty. Yeah, I, I think it's unlikely. I basically, I think their rosters are all worse than the Pirates' rosters at the moment. Um, I don't know. I mean, their lineup is not that good, is it really? It's not bad. I mean, Josh Bell has got a lot of upside, and the outfield's potentially really, really good. I think they're. They're I mean, well, I, I don't think their roster's even. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Even right now, I don't think it's much better than like the Padres. Now the Padres have Mercado. Well, I think is a bit. But that's what I mean. I think it's a bit better than theirs. I think it's definitely better than the Giants and Diamondbacks. Obviously, better than the Marlins. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, they're not that interesting. Should we move Let's on move to another. On. Team? Oh, we've, we've spent seven, seven or eight minutes talking about them again. Well, actually, that includes the injury. Maybe it's not too bad. But yeah, okay, the Reds. They were busy. They were the opposite of the Pirates. Yeah, they now 
feels like they are sort of a contender, although they may be like a bit behind the the other three because it's such a strong division. But they they feel like they should be contending. They they've like gone into win now mode. Basically, it feels like. Yeah, and the middle of their lineup. Well, the the whole lineup is potentially pretty good. Pretty yeah, pretty it good. Feels like they've got a deep lineup. And Joey Votto and Suarez. So like they've got their elite yeah, hitters I, in there as well. I think quite a big thing for them will be um how uh what is it? oh I keep forgetting everyone's names. That's really great. Sorry. This isn't really contributing to the flow Nick of Senzel, the Nick Senzel. I think that's going to make a big difference how he does because he's going to be everyday centre fielder, isn't he? I believe. Uh, I think that's the plan. I mean, he's, yeah. well, he's like a like been a like a really highly rated hitter all the way through. I mean, he had an eight eight seven OPS in AAA last year, played all year in AAA. So it's like, and it, it he's sort of like he's a five tool guy, isn't he? As well, like he's it's, whether he is. If he's like immediately like an all-star level player, they suddenly have like a pretty scary lineup. I think. I'm not sure. I'm not that bothered by him though, because they've got other options in the outfield. Like they've got Kemp, Puig, yeah. I mean, Shebler, Winker. Yeah. I mean, it's the rest of it is good. I think it's like is the pitching if, that bothers if me. He's solid. There's a solid. Yeah, they've got a solid lineup. But yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously the pitching. But I, I think their lineup's like good enough, even if he's yeah. Like injured. I mean, is the pitching I mean, if, like if he's that, if he like there's a chance that he's really good. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but I, that's I just mean I don't think it matters that much. I think that the pitching's the massive concern. They were like they gave up a ridiculous number of runs last year. Only the Orioles, White Sox, Rangers, Royals, and Blue Jays gave up more runs per game. Yeah. That's uh, that's I mean, that's it, crap. So. I think part of that is. Well, the ballpark, and well, may, I, the, maybe they're another one of these teams, a bit like saying about the Pirates. They just they seem to have a lot of people that pitch for them, which is bad, just bad, like whoever it is. Yeah, I think the ballpark definitely contributes. Um, but they've got like they've got two guys that should be solid in Wood and Roark. Um, Sonny Gray is going to be really interesting because he's changed some stuff that I think the Yankees would yeah. get basically get him to throw sliders. When he's not and, good at sliders, and they're going to try and move him away from that. And it's a question didn't, of. Did you say that he's um, his old pitching coach is there or something? I or think like? so. Maybe his college coach. I want to say, um, but it, it's just a question of if he can, like, you know, keep the ball in that small park because he was really good at one point. And I can he can they get him anywhere near that guy? Yeah, and that's going to make the real difference. Because I think they're going to score enough runs. I think it's possible that they actually like creep in with the other three, and yeah, it does become a top four. There's, but there's, it's that rotation. The they're not. I mean, it's very likely they win the division, but it's like, can they, can they compete with like whoever struggles out of that top three? I mean, maybe, like maybe more than compete. Can they? You know, if one of those three struggles more than people are expecting, can they sneak into the wild card or something? Yeah. Um, with their lineup, though, I think it does. Um, like, they've got a couple of guys that had breakout years, haven't they? And it's always the thing of after breakout year, if they can back it up. Yeah, like Scooter. Yeah, Scooter's the main one, I think. 
Actually, that's not entirely true. He was really good in 2017 as well. So Was he? That's probably not accurate. Yeah, his OPS was actually worse last year than it was in 2017. Okay. I wasn't. Okay, I didn't realize. I wasn't entirely sure of that. So, yeah, that's okay, probably better on him. He's he's that guy basically. Um, yeah, like, right, I, don't I know. didn't realize he was that good. Okay, Scooter Jeanette is like best in baseball. Then it turns out, I didn't even realize. Yeah, yeah, they they should be they're going competitive. I think. Uh, I mean, they they should be over five hundred, which yeah, is yeah. It's, it's one of those things with the like really small market teams, like they are, but they're one of the smallest markets. That they're sort of win now mode now, is because of their small budget. Um, their kind of peak of how good they can be is a lot lower. Yeah, it's like the, the, you know that they're they're really going to go for over the next couple of years, and they're probably not going to be favourites their division. Or maybe even second favourite at any point during that. But they're going to have a chance, at least. Whereas the rest of the time they don't. Well, that's where the, like. the, the game for these guys is doing like big upside deals, isn't it? Yeah, and hope, like, hopefully come off and then suddenly, yeah. Like Gray, and I guess Puig comes under that a bit. Is like, like, that's what Matt Harvey was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um and that, that's the right way to go is instead of just get they've got a lot of guys who should be good it's just they need a couple of breakouts because they can't just add like a two all-stars in free agency although yeah. you know the Cubs weren't spending either this offseason so they didn't do it yeah I mean they, they like they probably could their owner probably could afford to add two guys but they just they just don't yeah, I'm not going to, and yeah. Uh, anyway, it's time to move on. This is where it gets interesting of which team we pick next, because this is, I think this is definitely like a big free. In this division. Yeah, this is hard. It's, it's, I think. This is essentially, essentially, what we're doing is by the order of, uh, the team we're doing the teams we're predicting each division, aren't we? I really so, don't know. I'm, I'm gonna go. What do you think? I, I my vote is Brewers actually. I really like the Brewers. I think it probably is the Brewers, but I don't. I don't want to say them. Yeah. But let's let's do the Brewers because I think last year was a bit of. They had their small market. Um, they got Christian Yelich's. I reckon probably the best year of his career. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's, I really he was like Barry Christian Bonds Yelich for a while. One um, of these things where I. I really liked him before last year, and now I feel like it's it's a bit mainstream. Is well, no, it's just MVP. it's just a case of everyone getting a bit carried away. I yeah, think. when someone has a really good year, everyone just assumes that's them now. It's like yeah, Christian Yelich is not having back to back seven point six war years. I think they that's... they did brilliantly. They might have got the best value deal though of the off season getting Grandal. Yeah, actually, that was really even good. Though even though it's a lot for one year, but it's like. It was one year. It doesn't really matter, does it? And he's—I mean, I mean, he's quite an underrated catcher. When people are talking about the best catchers in baseball and stuff, it's like if he—if he's good, you know, he's like twenty, like twenty-five home runs possibly, and it's like an elite frame. I think the the thing with them is they've got such lineup depth. So they've got like they've got Grandal having a good hitting catcher changes the situation because you then don't have the hole. So they've got. Kane and Yelich at the top, obviously Braun like should be 
okay for a corner outfielder. Um, Moustakis, sure. Aguilar. Um, it's They're just a question of a no defense team, haven't they? That's, that's basically their thing. Yeah, but they've got to. Is that they all need to be healthy and good, and some of them better than what we expect. Yeah. To make up for the fact that Yelich is not going to be the one OPS guy, he's going to be like probably high 800s, maybe. Yeah. I, I, my, I would put maybe, it at. Maybe, maybe 900 something. Like 920 or something, maybe. Would be, would be good. But like, yeah, he's, I'd be very surprised if he did that again, pretty much. And also, I mean, even though their bullpen, well, was really good, is another thing of, it was, you know, are are they all going to be quite as good as that again? I don't think like yeah. Ada probably will because he is ridiculous. But like, a lot, they had a lot of guys as well that it was like breakouts really, wasn't it? It was like, no one had really heard of them much. Well, unless you're a Brewers fan, I guess. Like, I mean, like Jeffries. I don't think I'd heard him before last year. Yeah, it, it's unlikely these guys. It just, I don't know. It has a bit of that feeling, um, kind of like we said about the Red Sox and our other podcast, with that they might just everyone might be a bit worse almost. I mean, obviously, not necessarily everyone, but it is hard to see this roster being that good again. Um, which obviously we might be wrong, and it'd be quite cool if they're good. The other argument is there's a lot of upside in the starting pitching, and they had injuries and stuff last year, and sort of worked through that. Yeah, but it's just it's really hard to judge, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's one not... of those things where they were the yeah they had the massive up here. It feels like it feels like a stretch to expect anyone to be better than they were. I mean, maybe Hader, maybe even though Hader was ridiculous. Like, like, like he could be better. There's, but there's a lot of guys that you feel like they're, they're not. There's, there's no way they're doing better than than last year. Um, yeah, like I mean, Aguilar, like, eight ninety OPS for his is Aguilar. I mean, that's just yeah. that. That again, he's a guy that had a massive breakout, isn't he? And it's like maybe he is close to that, um, but. Yeah, like there's, there's def, they're definitely going to have some players that are worse at least, and they're not going to have be much, um, like big improvements. They've not really added much, have they? Well, it was Grandal and keep and yeah. retaining Mustakis. Yeah, I guess yeah, Gra- Grandal is quite a big one. One because... of the not big losses, but something that could be a thing maybe is Ryan Braun is old. Yeah, um, and playing left field. Like, you're not going to get 160 games out of him. And they traded away Keon Broxton and Domingo Santana, yeah, who were both last... not especially good last year, but yeah, also it feels like something. It's almost slightly other way. I don't know who they've got behind that. I don't know them that well. Um, you know, they're, they're like minor leagues and stuff. But, like, last offseason, there was the thing of when they signed Yelich and Kane, it almost seemed like over the top. It was like, I thought the outfit was sort of set and looked pretty solid. And they suddenly had like loads of them, and now it feels like I've gone almost too far the other way. Well, I Whereas think it I was. Don't know that they got any depth now? I I think they've, if anything, they've got Ben Gamel that arrived in one of the trades. Um, okay. I think the Santana one. But my question with that was, I wasn't actually that keen on the Yelich and Kane deals, particularly one. I was obviously quite wrong with that. So maybe they'll prove me wrong here. 
But if they were going to trade Santana and Broxton, I don't get why they didn't do it when they got Yelich and Kane. Yeah. I know that like the the values only dropped, didn't it? Like plummeted. Yeah, absolutely plummeted. Like they... Santana had like huge, huge value. Well, maybe not huge, but pretty large. Like you know, possibly like top top one hundred, like a low top one hundred prospect for him or something. Yeah, um, so that's a bit odd. The other big thing coming for them is uh, Keston Hira. Oh yeah, potentially arriving at some point. Just before we start, actually, I was thinking about that. That's that's like the big one of the bigger things the Brewers, because he's well, he's he's not that close at the moment, is he? But he's one of these guys that like could move quickly, and he's yeah. sort of due I mean possibly up sometime this year well, it's one of those things then where it's because he's quite far away is it's like well he played it, 73 games in double A last year he's not okay, I mean, he's not like, that far away I think he could but be up not, early this year yeah if he, he, be, it's, but yeah it's like one of those things it's, it obviously depends how he does and like performs in the majors than the minors even but you know it's like could still go either way but like there is a chance that he is like comes up on absolutely on fire um in like a couple of months or he struggles yeah. a bit and then doesn't come up until like August or September or something yeah um, but yeah like he, he could be a, a bit of a difference maker so I, I don't where do you why do you have them third then well basically because they I feel like the like most of their players are going to be less good than last year do you think they'll be worth? They also, like, they also where do you have actually the wins form their Pythagorean win loss. Yeah, by five, five. games. Where, but yeah, what sort uh, of wins? Because I could see them winning ninety. I, I could, I could as well. But I think the other two were going to win just as much. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I, I basically, quite close I seem to have like a lot of teams in the National League winning like around ninety or above. Yeah, mine doesn't add up. Mine doesn't add up at all. For the number of teams I, I have winning 90, there's going to have to be some that win about 10. Be a couple. I think the D-backs... The thing is, yeah, it's like... Talking about teams that may be competitive... I feel like there's... I know, it, it feels like everyone, almost everyone in the National League, has some sort of chance at this point. Apart from Miami. Yeah. Maybe the Diamondbacks. Don't know. Um, but yeah. They're basically, I think, they're just loads of their players are going to be slightly worse, at the very least. Because to give the game away a bit here, I was pretty close to saying Cubs for third. Oh, okay. I, I was going to go say Cubs for second. Um, I, I've got Cardinals winning, obviously. Um Partly yeah, because I, there, there is some bias in that that I just really like the Brewers. I think they're quite fun. I like the, the idea that they just have a stupid bullpen and don't really care too much about how good their starters are. Um, but I, I also then you kind of have to correct your own thinking a bit and it's like, is Christian Yelich a 7.6 war player again? Is Lorenzo Kane quite that good? I'm not that convinced. So I... I think that those two could end up being really close. I could see those two both in like the high 80s, maybe going for the wild card spot. Yeah, 
But then I think the floor of like the Brewers. Ah, oh, mate, no, that's, yeah, that's not I, fair. Actually, I, I was going to say their floor is quite low, but I don't know that's really true. No, it's it, it like you say. It's the it's the always the thing of not having starters. Like you look at their rotation and think like, what? How they? How did they even compete last year? But it's, but as a few teams have shown, it's like you don't really need starters anymore. I mean, not good ones anyway. Like yeah, if, if, need... if starters that before were like subpar and pitched like a hundred and you know seventy, hundred eighty innings, you make them pitch like hundred and twenty innings instead, and they're better. Their ERA yeah. drops a bit and it's fine. Um, I said, you know, yeah, well, yeah, they they had a few guys pitching slightly more than that, but they, they, well, they had Julius Chassin pitched a lot, but everyone else was like not that much. But yeah. Um. Anyway, should we should we move on to the Cubs? Yeah. Uh, As we finished on the Brewers rotation, I think we should start on the Cubs rotation, which is quite an odd mix i think in that it's it's not got like well it's got uncertainty despite them all being biggish names but not not as much uncertainty as some others if you see what i'm saying so like yeah i mean the five is set isn't it it's hendricks darvish lester hamels and Quintana. i don't think there's there's huge upside in it to be honest no I but there's just a chance healthy. a couple of them are absolutely terrible <laughs> a couple a couple of them just like past it yeah also it's deep if they're healthy and they have the nicer thing of like if they're healthy i think it's unlikely that any of them are absolutely rubbish no I'm not, like, not horrendous well you yeah. don't have the risk like other teams do where they're just throwing a rookie in it's, at four it's almost five. the opposite of the of the brewers to be honest where they've got a lot of guys that are like established names um but you know maybe not as good as they used to be and generally pitch a lot of innings yeah yeah so like you know they may end up with a lot of innings as starters but not brilliant innings it's just going to be like solid and I, yeah. I that's that's kind of what I wanted to start on it I think it's quite intriguing how you've got these two teams in differing markets and you've got the Cubs you've loaded money into their into their rotation yeah and it's it's not necessarily going to be more effective. No, basically because no, of the so. way the the difference in managing it. Yeah, and I, I it's just quite nice to have teams who are. I think these two could end up being very very close. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think there's more legitimate upside on the Cubs. In the Cubs lineup, yeah, sorry. The, the thing, well, this is the thing with the Cubs is. So they were. Yeah, they they still won a lot of games. Like they very nearly. Was it one game behind? It was game one six three, wasn't it? Oh right. And then yeah, they, they lost the World Cup. They did actually six three, didn't they? Okay, those numbers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they were actually level with them, and yet, like Chris Bryant was out the whole year. Anthony Rizzo wasn't amazing for most of the year. And. Maybe like a couple of others. Um, well, Wilson Contreras. Han- like I mean, I think he's like better than he was last year. I mean, he's a better player than that. 
So yeah. it's like it's almost the reverse of they were basically level, whereas it feels like the Brewers, a lot of their players, over overperformed. Whereas apart from Baez, who I think overperformed ridiculously, they had a lot of underperformers. And if they both regress a little bit back the other way, then the Cubs are suddenly better. Basically, if you put it this way, if you put the the betting line for each player's, um, like, say, OPS for the Cubs, I'd be betting the over on most of them. I think, yeah. like, almost, like, Chris Bryant, obviously, if he's healthy, is a better player than that. Anthony Rizzo, I'm right remembering he had an awful start to the year, recovered it, but, like, he can definitely be a better player than than an 8-4-6 OPS. I don't think he's nailed on to be, but I, I don't think it's unreasonable to say he will be. And then, like you said, I mean, I don't think Javi Baez would be no, that good. Javi Baez would be worse. But it's... Yeah. This, like... Yeah. What if Javi Baez isn't worse? Because I... I've, well, I think I mean, almost certainly it's going to be. But, like, you know, Chris Bryant, I'm pretty confident he's going to be back to, like, how he was. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but Chris, the I thing really with Javi Baez... But... Javi Baez as well, though, even if his offense drops off a bit... He's such an asset because he's like an awesome defender in different positions. Yeah. Uh, and then you've... Oh, I, I, the rotation isn't quite a concern, um, but their starting depth is limited. Their starting depth is very yeah, limited. They've basically got their... Got Unlike their, the Brewers. So if like those guys five, get injured... They, or like, they're five or six. Six. Six guys who are all like established names pretty much, isn't it? Is that including the the Tyler Chatwood? Yeah, that's including Tyler Chatwood. I guess he's not going to be in the rotation. Yeah, I'm not sure he really counts. I mean, I this mean, is he's also... an established name. Like yeah, they but gave not, him a big free agent contract. Not established in a good way. And they they chose not to spend. Everyone thought they'd be Bryce Harper contenders and stuff, but they basically ruled themselves out. And I know Harper got a lot more than Wood was on because some of the contracts they've handed out. I mean, I'm looking mainly at Hayward and and Chatwood here but like Chatwood's getting paid over 25 million over the next two seasons yeah like what the hell why did they do that he he walked 8.2 batters per nine last season yeah I think they basically but they're not they that, looked at out. stats that were not particularly good at call like oh this it's calls field and stuff and then yeah and um it, it's just not worked out at all because I think he's always had a high walk rate hasn't he yeah, I think, was, I think it was higher. Oh, well, Eight point two, silly, ridiculously high. But it's always been pretty high. Um, and that is nothing to do with playing course field. That is just like if you if you walk that amount of people, you're going to be not great wherever you play, unless yeah, you, you just strike out a lot. But you're not you're not good at the baseball. You've got to strike out a lot, a lot to walk eight yeah. eight to nine. <laughs> like you've got to strike like, out the other guys. Well, like twenty seventeen. Year before he became a free agent, he walked four point seven per nine, which is still ridiculously high for a starter. Yeah, it's still rubbish. Um, Eight point two is like all time, all time bad. Yeah, so I assume he's just going to be kicking around in the bullpen. Um, their, their bullpen was not great last season. Uh, it they shared Brad Brack and Xavier Cedeno, which is like that should maybe help a bit, but. It's just, it's just disappointing. I think I know why they've yeah. done it, and their payroll is actually quite big. But it's just a bit of a shame when you've got a team with the core that they have. You and feel they... Like they've sort of done so. 
they won the World Series or around then. Um, they basically have sold everything, haven't they? For now. And it, it worked because they, well, they won it. I suppose you say it worked. But it's like a very different view to like, well, a different approach to say like the Astros where they managed to win the World Series and they've still got like two like really highly rare prospects coming up like this year. Yeah. Like the the Astros could still get better from here. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And like they won the World Series a couple of years ago. But like the Cubs, I mean there was talk of the dynasty at the time. Like after they like every it seems to be every time someone wins the World Series, it's like 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 didn't didn't really see it. Basically well, I mean for those that don't know, they traded away Gliber Torres and Eloy Jimenez. And we're gonna see what Eloy does this year probably, but like We've seen what Gliber is. Like, in in a, in a couple of months, that could look terrible. I mean, there's always the justification of winning the World Series, but like, it I don't those moves didn't help well. The the Eli Jimenez one was after the World Series because it was for Jose Quintana. It was not good. But even, that trade's really interesting, I think, because even if you look at the way that baseball's changed since that trade, or perhaps it was starting to change then for certain teams. Um, guys like Quintana um, are just less valuable. Like he's basically yeah. his his whole career, save 2016 where he was a bit better. He's been an innings eater, a pretty good one. I mean, basically. actually, he's got worse since he went to the yeah. Cubs. Um, but he, he basically he throws a lot of innings and he's quite good, but not an ace. And yeah. they gave up. So Eloy was already regarded as like a, this guy could explode when he gets to the major leagues and become a superstar. And, and I get, his, and, it, and well, again, yeah, since he's looking like that is a track he's on. And... Yeah, yeah, but like, I just don't think those trades are getting made anymore. And uh, the Archer one comes into that bracket as well. This like yeah. st- starting pitchers are that's valuable. Horrendously, it feels like now. I've... Oh, it's hideous. It absolutely looks like a hideous, hideous trade. Even if he's really good this year, because they also now don't have an outfit. Their outfield is their weakest spot of the yeah. team. Yep. I mean, basically, like if you you look at this team, so okay, so they wouldn't have had a role as Chapman, who I don't think actually made any difference in the Wing World Series, really. If anything, it was a detriment. <laughs> um, so you imagine right now if they had Gliber Torres playing last year, and Eloy Jimenez just about to come up, added to this team, they are like, well, they are then in the category of super teams, aren't they? With the American League guys, I think, maybe. Yeah, well, or... and then you add, you add some of the other stuff they've done recently. So Cole Hamels actually did well for them, didn't he? Um, but some of the the other trades they've made, where it has then seen them take on money. Yeah. The, what that would have freed them up to do. Um, so it's just they, they've basically felt like they've built a roster of the way that baseball was done in like five five years ago. It's already yeah. become a bit outdated. Uh, and that's that's just like the length of contracts is going to dictate that to an extent. But the rotation you're yeah. looking at is like there's a lot of like yeah these guys should be like guarantees. What, but what they've done with these like win now moves is they've made it so they've got like a decent team that's going to be competing for like a while. But if they just held their nerve, they'd now be like, you know, they they'd be looking at. <laughs> being like among the favorites for like the next few years like well, actually I guess... like 
you know that's when there's the actual chance of a dynasty when you've I feel like when you've won the World Series and then you've still got like some a couple of, like the top prospects in baseball to come through yeah well Gleyber Torres was the the top prospect actually well he got knocked off by Atani when he got signed but so he was the number two prospect when he came up Eloy yeah. Jimenez is the current number two prospect as well and it's like um, yeah there's yeah, I, I still remain to be seeing with Eloy, but I Eloy's Robert three Torres by the way. Looking like he's going to be like possibly going to be like a perennial All Star kind of player at the moment. What? Eloy's three by the way. Not that it really makes any difference. Yeah, Fernando Tatis yeah, has added on pipeline, but yeah, it, I get it though because of the drought. You're always going to be under pressure when you have a team that good. And Chris Bryant was having that season. I guess the other way is in twelve months' time we might be talking about this and go, actually those trades weren't as bad. Like if Bryant. Like, I don't know, if his shoulder means he doesn't hit for the same power anymore. Yeah, then they're done, aren't they? They're done and a low... actually blow up again. And some other dominoes fall. But right now, it's looking like maybe you don't win if you don't get, like, Chapman. And then, I mean, the... I've I've sort of found the Chapman deal astonishing at the time and then when they didn't re-sign him and everything. But it was it's the Quintana one that really sticks for me it was like yeah, baseball it, was changed quite drastically and that was and after they, that was after they'd um they'd already got the world series as well wasn't it because you yeah. still get the the whole drought thing yeah i, I think there's super desperate even in baseball where it can kind of cold it's it's hard to ignore the pressure on a front office and ownership okay. of like we've got a chance here get yeah. the guy who throws at 102 miles an hour okay we, fair should, enough should we uh, move on yeah we actually move on because we're not one huge one last minute they letting jorge soler go for wade davis yeah who they then also was jorge soler right now actually if was, they had him to play in the outfield that'd be pretty handy i mean he's you know he's, he's he was like there was a big hype around him but he, so he's not quite lived up to that but he's still like a very solid player an upside, huge upside yeah, still. still up, I think there's still upside there, yeah. Anyway, so let's go to the corners. We've not got that long. Um, but yes, like both of our favourites, the Cardinals, despite being third. Well, why have you got them as favourites, Um, Mainly, uh, mainly is probably a bit strong, but Paul Goldschmidt is a huge amount of it. Yeah. That he is astoundingly good um and reliable and it's just it's not enough to be made of that trade that he is like a transformative player in the middle of your order i think he is uh, yeah because well the news obviously about bryce harper and mikado a bit but like like paul goldschmidt has even though he never he basically never had as good a season as that one season harper had like whatever it was was it was like 2015 or something but like years ago yeah but every year he's like you know he's gonna be like an all-star level every year whereas harper occasionally has like basically almost has a year off yeah not we're not quite a year off but you know i mean like he's just not as good sometimes whereas goldschmidt is always gonna be like you know he's he's basically gonna be the best hitter on your team like every year guaranteed he's heading to the hall of fame and it's sort of no one seems to have noticed yeah i think yeah, I mean, yeah, he need unless he probably unless he like gets injured and retires like very soon. But um, yeah, there's that combined with the second half of last season. Now actually pretty good. 
with a load of or they had like a good run at least with a load of young guys like breaking out and coming through and stuff uh, so it's sort yeah. of like those guys going into their second year or, or like the first full year for some of them um, like could be even better or so, like, you'd almost yeah. expect them to like, improve a little bit outfielders should be well okay, let's go with could could be exceptionally good because Azuna had struggled when he first got there didn't he and then was a lot better in the second half yeah. and they've got Bader and O'Neill. yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty good there's a lot of upside there I mean that is that's potentially going to be like the best outfield in the National League I think it's, it's in the rotation as well isn't it yeah um, there where they had all these guys Luke Weaver well, Luke Weaver actually gone. wasn't that good but um and he's gone now. All oh, right. Oh yeah. Whoops. <laughs> uh, Jack Jack Flaherty though, but like um, yeah. And they've got Alex Reyes coming up. Yeah. And Carlos Martinez, like whatever he's going to be doing this year. Yeah, they've they've still got this like just they just seem to have a collection of of young pitchers, and it's quite impressive. Yeah, they just think, like hoard them. I think I why well, be. I suppose Miklas is one of these cases where he was sort, he's sort of a bit of an unknown because he's like his one year really. But I'd be surprised. I'd be a bit surprised if he's that good again. Because like what yeah. he is, he's like, you know, he's he's suddenly like one of the like elite guys if he puts two of those seasons back to back. Two hundred innings, two point eight ERA. That's uh that's Cy Young numbers, isn't it really? Yeah. Um, but I don't. But... So, but there's a lot of upside in the pitching. There's just yeah. so much upside there. Um, and, and, and depth as well. They've got a bit of depth. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's there's quite a lot to like in that. And then it, going back to the lineup, you've got, I mean, health is obviously part of it. But like Paul de Jong had a 7.46 OPS last year. Yeah. He's probably going to be better than that. And you've got Matt Carpenter on the corner. Yeah, Matt, I think Matt Carpenter is another one, a bit like uh, Lotto like Goldschmidt's sort of underrated because he's he's just like really I mean he, well, he's not as goldschmidt not quite the same level I don't think but he's he's just you know really good or at least really good just every year like ultra consistent his lowest over the last four seasons is 835 is his lowest yeah yeah and then the others are quite comfortably above that he was a shade under 900 last year um yeah he, he walks a lot as well. I mean, I'm always going to like yeah, that. This is, so since since 2013, his WAR numbers: six point five, three point one, four, three point five, two point nine, four point nine. I mean, you know, there's a couple there that are like the threes, which are like, but it's still like above average. He's still that's still like good. Yeah. Um. So I I think they've got like they've got real big breakout candidates. Although I guess Bader and O'Neill sort of already have broken out, but yeah, you know, do, a, do a bigger. They've got full season for they've O'Neill. They've got a combination of. Um, actually, we need to stop really soon, but they've got the nice combination of like the experienced, like stars, with like the young guys going through that like should be improving. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even mention Jose Martinez, who doesn't really have a spot on the team at the moment. Oh yeah. Uh, he, he's just good he's just really really good <laughs> and they don't have anywhere to play him yeah 
but yeah, I've, they're, they're, they're kind of set up to be quite good for a little while yet. But anyway, we need to go now. Okay. Right. See you next time for the, the Analyst. Yeah. The, the big one. <laughs> well, it's quite a big one, but yeah. Anyway. See ya. Bye.